0: Hello, entrepreneurs, dreamers, business owners, and happy people with high hopes. Welcome to Cash Flows with your host, Cash Matthews.
1: All right. Hello, friends. Cash Matthews coming to you semi-live here on the Cash Flows podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Uh, We have in the studio with us our video producer, audio producer, podcast producer, and friend, Mr. Kenneth Bauckham. Kenneth, hello. Hello, and uh, we have Nathan Downs. We'll introduce Nathan in a minute. We're going to talk to him about uh, about business and his business and what's going on in his world. Uh, Cash Flows is designed to help those people wanting to take a step, take a step, however small. We have a philosophy, Kenneth, called Fire, Aim, Ready. And you know, I and Nathan, I know you've probably seen this in business: is people want to do something or try something or attempt something. And uh, they just never get around to actually pulling the trigger. The, yeah. Their life is one of uh, ready, aim, 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 and they never get around to doing the thing. Yep. And then you meet people like Nathan, who we're, I'm excited to talk to him today. Like when they pull the trigger, it's all guns a-blazing. Yeah. And I, I think there is a value. Uh, you know, I think we all probably know people that overanalyze uh, analysis paralysis or mm-hmm. some I know there's a fancy meme name for that. I'm sure. Uh, but here at Cashflow is we want to talk to people about taking whatever the very next step is. And we talk about important business questions and life questions. And, you know, maybe we'll stump, we've had some great guests on our show, the last 17 or 18 shows that we've done that answer some, I mean, we have had some amazing people. Yeah. I, and I know, i you and I both probably have a favorite, but I, I don't want to call them out. Cause oh
0: yeah. Not in front of. Nathan. Yeah, no, yeah,
1: I, I don't think <laughs> be, that's right. That'd be weird. I, I was trying to Google. He's in the fence business. I was trying to Google some fence oh, jokes, yeah? and uh, like he'd, w- he'd
0: probably be defensive about that.
1: Ooh, no. yeah. Well, then we're gonna have to put up oh, his man. chain link link.
0: Uh, we wouldn't want to be offensive.
1: <laughs> oh, there we go. Offensed. Off- yeah, offence. Offensive. Yeah. Anyway. Eh, okay, whatever. <laughs> no offense. Ta- <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, my job right now is to shut up. I'm going to do that if I can. But actually, uh, Kenneth, last night I was checking on my uh, MySpace account. Oh. And after our show and. Uh,
0: do you have to reset your password on that or do you I know, uh, do that every few? No, minutes.
1: no, it's the same ABC123. Oh, we've
0: got to roll that back on the recording. No, no, like, they, people can
1: have that. It's, it's still my same email, you know, golf at AOL. Dot com. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, i got a, They sent me a new <laughs> disc. <laughs> I got my new AOL, AOL disc in the mail.
0: You have some more minutes on your account that you can log in? Yeah,
1: man, dude. Yeah. I've got like 17 minutes left for the month. I am golden. Man. Yeah. So I'm going to go get me in a chat room. That's right. <laughs> wow. You've got mail. <laughs> Did I do pretty good there?
0: That was pretty good.
1: That's all right. Yeah. Anyway, um, we had some, uh, we had some comments about you. Okay. Uh, on our MySpace account and on our AOL account. Right. And, um, uh, there was a question.
0: On the discussion boards.
1: On the discussion boards, yeah. You, you made the boards. The bulletin boards, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're the chairman of the boards. Oh. Yeah. So we were excited about that. I want to ask you that question on behalf of the uh, people that are still out there on Hotmail, AOL, and MySpace. <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean, when you're working on a Commodore 64. <laughs> right. You, you know, the, you're entitled to your opinion. And, and the people had a question. They wanted to know something about you. What was it? Well, the question was, hey, Cash. You know, to say this to Kenneth for us. Um, and then I, I, th- I thought I heard him laugh like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> right? Uh, but hey, ask Kenneth this question for us. And, and here's the question, Kenneth. What's a guy like you doing in a nice place like this?
0: Well, I, I appreciate the question, actually. Um, what I'm doing today is updating my places to be awkward in list. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So- and how's that coming? Uh, well, according to our blooper reel, it's coming great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I like the word awkward cause it's hard to spell. It's actually an awkward word.
0: It It is.
1: And so you're, you're, you're researching places to be awkward. Well, here we are in the studio at Elevate Coworking in yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Just
0: another place.
1: Dude, you are right in your element. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's get on with our show today. We're glad you're here. Uh, We are very excited to have our next guest, Mr. Nathan Downs. Nathan, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, So Nathan is in the fencing business. And uh, how did you pick it? Get it? (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Don't answer that. Okay, now I'm going to choke myself. so, So before we get going... You have a podcast of your own. Let's. I wanted to promote your yeah, podcast today. I that. If we could just lead with that, what is your podcast?
2: Yeah, it's called Protecting Your Radius Podcast. Um, we really focus. We use our examples uh, from the fence and gate industry on what we do in business, how we deal with people, clients, customers, uh, difficult situations. Um, but it's really for trades contractors, right? Because we all figure out pretty quickly. That everybody has the same problems. Right. It doesn't matter if you're a plumber, an electrician, a fence guy. Um, you could do all sorts of different trades, but we all deal with some. The problems are fairly common,
1: very much so. Well, so anybody that's in the trades, yeah. ought to listen to your
2: podcast. Yeah, at least check it out for sure. Yeah, we've got we've uh, been doing it for all the way through 2023. Have about. Um, Hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty different episodes, different pieces of content. Awesome, man! To that's, check out. There. Well, that is so, fantastic. Well, yeah. well,
1: we'll make sure that we go check it out as well and copy yeah. all the good stuff that we go. can. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a I high compliment that. to copy your friends. I, so, yeah.
0: do you think they've addressed on their podcast the the big question about the Squatch?
2: Yeah, I don't know what what's your opinion on Squatch. You know, you know I I believe in sasquatch so much that i actually have a sasquatch bronco sitting outside what? in the parking wow. lot so
0: if we could only pick up all of these microphones and cameras all at the same time without unplugging the cables and go look at that
1: <laughs> we could do the we could <laughs> do the podcast from the from the bed of his truck we could yeah, that, yeah, that would we could. That would Cab. we should do that
0: lori <laughs> probably wants us to leave it all plugged in for now though so yeah
1: well she's like yeah, yeah that, well, that actually sort of makes some sense it does but make that, sense yeah yeah so we are we are a show who's just asking the question is bigfoot real Yeah. And we don't know, but I mean, he's on a hat and he's on a sign and, um, you know, we just, we're wondering, y'all got any Squatch up in there? (laughs) (laughs) I've got him on the side of my car. So, I mean, that's, that has to say something. So. All right. We'll have to
0: check that out in between
1: recordings. (laughs) Well, so Nathan, um, we met through mutual friends through Kyle Sullivan, who was a guest on our show. Mm -hmm. Actually guest number one. Yes. Wow.
0: And we're up to 20 now.
1: Wow. So Kyle was the groundbreaker. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you guys are neighbors. Yeah. You guys know, uh, Kyle's a a great guy. Great guy. And, uh, but we also know you through this uh, organization called the Business Owners Networking Group. Yep. And uh, are you relatively
2: new to that group? I am very new to the group. Yeah. Okay. What did you see when you were walking through the door? Oh, you know, just a lot of people that are excited. It reminded me of, um, you know, just going to... Like a networking group that, that, you know, you don't really know anybody, but everybody seems real friendly. And then especially knowing Kyle, that helped a lot for me, you know, just having his expertise with the group and him knowing you as well as he does and stuff. So, I mean, it just uh, it's nice to see which you've done with the group and giving back. I think that's real important. That's why I started my own podcast because I noticed that there were so many young people getting into my trade right. that didn't know what they're doing, that don't know how to run a business. They don't ask the right questions or do the right things. And so that really, you know, me, I just turned 40. So uh, shocker, you know, all the white hair. Um, but oh, I thought that you was know, painted on. No, no. If I'm going to paint it, I'm going to go back the other way, back to black, how oh, it used okay. to be back in black. Years ago. All right. right? But, um, you know, I, I, in, we share a common theme as, as I've gotten older and being in the trade, I've really felt like I was looking for ways to give back. And I felt like that was an easy way to do it through the podcast and then, you know, through the other networking opportunities and stuff. So. Well, we're, we're glad you're here, man. Yeah. And, uh, you too. know, our,
1: our group just got over to 5,500 vetted members. We yeah. don't,
2: you know, we,
1: we kind of, You know, we don't want people from out of state or non Tulsa area, you know, 70 miles is our radius. Um, and it's, man, there's just a lot of people in there and it's growing every day. So we're, we're very glad you're here and glad to make this relationship. Um, okay. Well, we want to dig in a little bit. Um, so first, if you want to, uh, talk to Nathan Downs, uh, his website is radiusfence.com. You can also find him on Facebook under radius fence or radius perimeter security. And his podcast is Protecting Your Radius. And for those of you in the trades or really just wanting to learn more about business, you know, one of my favorite people that I study in all of business is a guy named Weldon Long, who's an air conditioning guy. Yeah. And man, that air conditioning guy has profoundly affected my life, my financial business, soon to be my podcast business, because good advice in the air conditioning business is good advice in the financial biz and the yep. roofing biz and the and in the fencing biz. Yep, absolutely. And uh, and so I'm always, man, I you find me somebody with wisdom and I'm going to follow them around and uh, take those little crumbs that they leave behind. So, well let's let's talk about you and your business. And um you know, I, I want to know
2: first about you, married kids, all that kind of stuff wives, yeah, all yeah. all the pieces. Yep. Well, I got I got, got one wife. Okay, uh, sorry. Definitely outkick my coverage there. Her name is Ashley. Um, we've been married for seventeen years. I just told you and right. Katie that, right? Yeah. Uh, two two kids, a thirteen year old girl and a ten year old boy. So, oh man, life's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's now it's getting crazy. Stuff. Now it's getting crazy.
1: So, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, and I love to ask this of all entrepreneurs, but. Your children are watching. Do they, do they have an entrepreneurial bent at this young age, 13 and 10? Both of them do. Yeah? Tell yeah. me about that real quick. So my
2: daughter has already expressed that she's not going to college. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I know, yeah. right? I know, right? Yeah. I'm a three-time college dropout, so I'm like, I, I'm not one to argue with her on that. I said, unless you want to be a doctor or an architect or something, you go to college or a lawyer, but anything else, you know, what do you want to do? And she said she wants to go to tech school. She wants to, um, in high school, she wants to become a hairstylist and do all the salon stuff. And then at 18, she wants to open her first salon. So, man. Right? Cool. Come on. Uh, Come on, man. That is, that's the good (laughs) stuff right there. Nice. And my son wants to, he's funny. He waffles back and forth. He wants to have his own fence company. Why and I go like, okay. like, you want to have mine? He goes, no, I'm going to start my own and compete against you. Like, <laughs> all right. All right. Okay, here we there we go. Game on, <laughs> man. I, I, I will train
1: him well. You hey, know. son, I taught you everything you know, but mm-hmm. I didn't teach you everything I know.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's good.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, I love to watch the children of entrepreneurs. Mm, like Me too. What? what you know, because you can't hide it. You I, know, I mean, as dads, we can all say whatever we want to do. But man, children are just watching. They don't yeah. care what you say. They watch mm, what you do. That's good. And yep. uh, man, I, I love to watch the kids of entrepreneurs yeah. and see how they respond because it's it's just a different world. It's true. You know, I was yeah. down at my, my older daughter lives in San Antonio and I was down at her house. And I haven't done a lot of preaching to her, like, oh, do this, don't do this. I just wanted my life to be, you know, sort of that speech. Your, mm-hmm. your life is a speech to somebody. Sure. And I got down to her house and Man, I was so proud of her just because it, it occurred to me at that moment, she really had been watching. I went into her bathroom and she had her goals written up on her mirror in a dry erase. And she had a couple of sayings that she had written up there and some things she wanted, like she had, her, that was her day planner. And every time she looked in the mirror, she was thinking positive things. Mm-hmm. And this, okay. this was, this uh, was, eight months ago. So she was 23 and we went to lunch and she, you know, she's 23 and she's working at a cookie shop. And trying to figure out her life, you know, that's what she wanted to do. And I'm like, okay, absolutely. I support that. And, uh, she's like, Hey dad, look, man, I'm, I wanted to tell you, I'm really struggling. I am not doing well. And I'm her daddy. I, I you know, yeah. okay, baby, I'm, I got you. What's going on? She's like, man, I've been down here a year and, uh, you know, I'm trying to, you know, be nice, but, uh, I've only managed to save $5,000. And I was like, "Wait a minute! You're paying your bills." Oh yeah, yeah, I'm paying my bills, but I've only saved five grand. And you know, I was like, "Well, well, honey, you know what? We'll just have to work on that." <laughs> but I, I, you know, but kids watch what you do, and I, you know, I think that would be a great topic: our kids of entrepreneurs, mm. because we we have so many entrepreneurs that we're friends with, and and so thank you for sharing about your family. Yeah. And I, I think that's. A, a, I don't know we could probably go for hours about that. Well, <laughs> well tell us about you. Did you grow up as an entrepreneur?
2: Did, were your parents entrepreneurs? How how did you get in in the construction world? That is a that is a great question. You know, cash I I went to school trying to, you know, well, my dad always told me, you know, get a job, you go to school, school, get a job, get a job. you'll yeah. have a, a great job. life, you yeah. know. Well, and then I went to school and I hated school. I was great at school, but hated it. Right. Like, it just wasn't my jam. <laughs> I I got, and at the same time I was in the military, I was in the Air Force, and uh, didn't like that either. Um, come to find out, I don't really like people telling me what to do. <laughs> so uh, com- funny enough. common
1: thing of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Now.
2: Well, and that's kind of how this all came about because um, I got a job right after, I was about 23 years old, 24 years old, got a job at a manufacturing plant here in town and uh, they happen to be the world's largest manufacturer of steel fencing right Mm -hmm. here in Tulsa. Go figure. No one knew that. I
1: didn't know that. I didn't know that. Rolled
2: up there, um, got a job there, worked there for seven, eight years and uh, the company sold out to an overseas company. um, Really went from mom and pop to corporate I was the square peg trying to fit in the round oh, hole every yep. day, um, was the best salesperson. Sorry for all the other people that see this, that they know I've said it a million times, but, um, they know, <laughs> they know, they I mean, right. it's just what it was, you know, but that being said, I knew I had to do something different. I, I left that job in 2013, so, 13, so 10 years ago and, uh, was in the fence business at that point. Right. And I said, oh, we'll try the contracting side. So I had a buddy doing a startup um, business, and his dad had a fence company and just started working there uh, quickly. Um, went over to one of the oldest fence companies in town and was running that within a year's time. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, I've been doing that um, until about two years ago. We're right at about two years, I went full time um, with Radius Fence. And Radius Fence is your company? It is yes, and sir. it's Radius Gate and Fence. Yeah, Radius that, Gate and Fence Company out is, of Bixby. Okay, got it. Yeah. And then
1: do, you, do you do the swinging fence things? Yes,
2: yes. So we do everything. It's it's hard because our niche really is what our team does a really great job at is like the the custom, the odd. The if you want something that's not just a fence, you're usually going to call a company like ours. You're the guy. Right? But we do the dog ear picket fence. Like we do the simple ones too all the time. Right. But our, our, like I said, that, that's the, our bread and butter of what really makes us stand out from others is the fact of we can come in and because of, I've got some really unique experience, we can design and customize things that no one else in town would even have an idea, unfortunately, because right. they've done the bread and butter, you know, the picket fence, a chain link fence or whatever. Um, but that got me into the gates. Um, so I started doing gates in 2011 when I was still at the manufacturing plant and, uh, have done, uh, we do all sorts of big, ornate, but we also do simple cattle gates with an operator. And now we do the call boxes. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. We can do it all. That so. sounds
1: fancy. It is. That I, can that be, a, that it can sounds be fancy awesome.
2: or it can be very simple. Like, right. And that is kind of like my sales process through it. I really look at, and this is something I think for every entrepreneur watching or listening, is you have to understand that you're, you need to be a problem solver in today's market. You know, we talk all the time in my office about consultative selling. You know, it's not – sales used to be 20 years ago. It used to be I've got product day. You know this, being right. in financial services. It used to be we have a product and I'm going to go sell the product. Right. But that's not what it is anymore. Oh, now we got to figure out no, those what – days are over. Yeah, it's long gone. Right. Right. But today with people being more educated than they ever have been in the past, right, you can get any information you want to know. You can figure out everything. You build your own fence. I wouldn't recommend it but right. you know you can't. Well,
1: you can do if, your your own appendectomy too.
2: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but like that that's my passion with with that end of it is that I see we look for the problems and we address things. We're always we sell to and design each one of our estimates for our clients from the ground up going, I want to do an all-in proposal, not a here's what it is but then I've got 97 change orders on the back end. Oh, right. 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 Because yeah. that is a business move. I don't recommend it, but I don't like that because I'm not that guy. You know, you know what I'm saying, Cash? I'm sitting there going, I would rather someone be honest and upfront. If you see challenges, if I ask the right questions, if I teach my team to ask the right questions, then we can provide a better service and a better experience overall. And we've, right. uh, we think we've kind of hit that.
1: So, so how did you go from working at a fence company to starting Radius Gate and Fence? Like, what, where, Tell me about the transition period yeah.
2: when you're going, hey, this, it's me. Yeah. So I always knew that I was going to do my own. Right. And even at my last job, um, when I was the commercial and access control manager over that whole half of the business, um, I told him I'd give him five years, ended up working seven. Uh, but yeah, I said, five years, I'm going to go out and do my own thing. So I had an expectation in my heart that I knew I wanted to do that. I just never knew how it was going to come along. And I ended up working longer than I thought, you know, than I right. said I would, you know how that goes. But Well, I mean, that's, it
1: happened though. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. And it, from, from what I've seen, you've done very well in the fence industry. We're going to talk about some of the numbers here in a minute. You know, one of, one of the things about fencing, today's a different world Mm -hmm. and people are more concerned about security. Yes. And, you know, my wife and I are, are discussing now building something on a piece of land and, and she said, what would the process be? And I'm like, my process for building a home on land would be. Buy the land. Yep. Put a fence up. Yep. Like start with security. Yep. Because we don't want to go, you know, start building a house and not have it protected. Right. Do you, Do you guys have those kinds of discussions with clients? Like, hey, here's this is a fence you want for security. This yep. is a fence you want for, you know, how your
2: house looks. All the time, because you got to think we're the experts, right? Like we see what is necessary for different threats that can come. At your property. Right. So whether you're a commercial business or you're talking about your house or like you're talking something rural land, the needs are different and they're very, they're very different. Right. But since we have a team that has like expertise across all bounds, I mean, we could go, we work from Midtown Tulsa. You know, on a, you know, where you just have a gate and, right. and there's no fence. It's because the house is next to a house, next to a house, all the way out to Mounds and up into Collinsville and stuff where there's lots of land. Right. We're having to figure out, you know, well, what, what, I start looking at the different things, like what's the topography of the, of the land look like? How much trees do you have? What right. do we have to do about those? Where's the actual property lines? I've met some really, really cool people over the years talking about those jobs, you know, and that's one of the reasons I got that Bronco because I can sit there and be like, can I drive around your property for an hour? And, you yeah. know, just kind of mud out here and they're like, shh, go ahead. Heck There's yeah. nothing here.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so so yeah. I spent some time in Texas and okay. one of the big industries down there is deer fencing. Yes. And it's eight, eight foot metal eight foot, wire, yeah. uh-huh. you know, inverted kind of yep. top. Like, uh, do you,
2: I haven't seen that here. No, no. We don't really, well, we don't really want it here for the most part. Right. I mean, there's going to be some properties. Like The only one I can think of that had anything like that was Garth Brooks house up in uh, Owasso. Oh yeah. Uh, he had some eight foot tall and 10 foot tall fence up there for the deer. But everyone, it seems like everyone else, cause we're Okies, we're like, no, come on deer. You know, or we're not trying to trap the deer in. That's <laughs> right. what you'll find in Texas <laughs> right. too. They're trying to get them in and then they're like, ah, we'll yeah. put that fence back up on that yeah. side and then. Never leave, you know, so
1: yeah. Well, here we're, I think we're just trying to get them into the yard for dinner, (laughs) not not feed them. Yeah, right, right. Hey, hey, it's backstrap time, so let's, uh, let's get me a deer. (laughs) Well, so you were passionate then as you came out of the other job. Um, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since day one, like I'm, I was, it had to be that way since I was age eight. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. You you tried college three times.
2: Yeah. So what I didn't say cash was when I was sixteen, seventeen years old, I started working on cars. Oh, okay. And uh, I started my own my first business when I was eighteen years old. And it's really kind of funny. We worked on race cars. So a lot of wow. the guys knew me around time. We'd we'd hang out at the drag strip there off of 169 um three, four times a week. And we were working, we did uh, everything with like superchargers and turbochargers. So we were all about anything boosted. And this is 20 something, twenty twenty five years ago when that wasn't every, now every car has a turbo. Like right. I look at, you know, or whatever, but th- that was very, you know, only race cars or people that wanted to race cars right. had that kind of stuff. So I started my business, was working out of my parents' house, um, had a buddy with a shop out in Katusa. Uh, we would be going around doing all these things. And I did that for about a year and a half, two years, and then realized I had not made one dime. Oh, okay. and, uh, <laughs> the reason why was cause every single thing I did was a deal. Right. Like I dealed myself to death. Right. And so after two years of that, and w- literally spending about 45, $50,000 of my own money that I had earned, I started working when I was 14 years old. Right. So I had saved money, you know, as a, as a teenager, Working full time, going to high school and stuff like that. I did work forty hours a week, um, so I was already a hustler. You know, I had right, that yeah, in me. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I literally wasted every dime. And my parents are like, you know, what are you doing? You know, you you hate school. You your business sucks. You know, all these things. I'm like, yeah, it's true.
1: So very encouraging. So you
2: know, my, my <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, I I actually met a mentor. Um, at that point who had a business, uh, worked for him for a little bit and he's the one that taught me sales. Uh, so he had a whole ecosystem and infrastructure within his business. And then that is how I got into sales and went to the manufacturing plant. So that was kind of a, a, a weaving way, but I've always been pretty like it was, you know, you, you know, if it's in your bones, like yeah, you gotta have yeah, it or for you sure. don't. So.
1: Well, good, good for you. And, um, you know, so I, I made a little money before I was 20. I, you and I are probably on similar paths and I, you know, somebody was asking me like, well, what'd you do with all that money? Like, oh, I was overcome by fumes. And they're like, what? <laughs> like I was overcome by fumes, perfumes and car fumes. Yeah. And, and so you were, you're one of the car guys yeah. that actually yeah. turned it into a business.
2: Yeah. And yeah. No. Like, but like I said, I mean, it, and it's, it's, it's tough when you don't have someone in your corner. I talk to Kyle about this all the time yeah. because, you know, he's in the coaching space and uh, we were talking about this at the gym yesterday. You know, it's so important For you to, if you don't know, like what your next steps are, even if you do, but if you don't like getting a coach or someone that can help give you just information in from the other end. Right. Because we 're often too close to the situation to see what's going on, yeah we have a blind spot, right, and you, you need someone to come in there and go, "No, no, 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 Kenneth, don't do that, no, no, <laughs> you need to do this uh, I don't know, I mean, I
1: feel like I need to do this you know yeah, you, you look at all the great athletes, and uh, the greatest ones have yep. coaches Every and and, and you know the, the the normal guys down there going, "Man I'd like to be like you Michael I mean? Jordan or Tiger Woods or Jack Nicholas, and I mean Jack Nicholas, one of my favorite athletes, but he when he talks about his career, he talks, he talks about his first coach and his second coach and how every year before the tour started, he would go to his coach and say, Hey, teach me how to play golf. Yeah. And, uh, man, I, I love the concept of coaching. I have some people that I go to because we have blind spots, man. When we, yeah, when you put your head down and you're focused on a thing, you don't know what's left or right. Often, you know, what's in front of you, but not, and, uh. You know, that's like a coach like Kyle Sullivan or Eric Nam or any of these guys. We are blessed in Tulsa with some great business coaches, and sure. man, we are we are fortunate. Well, so you guys are in the fencing business, and so yeah. are so is everybody else, <laughs> right? And, and we have we have a <laughs> we have a name for some of those people. We call them Chuck in a truck. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, we call them and, it, and the same thing. And it's it's not a bad thing. Right. I, I have a lot of respect for somebody. They're just getting going. They've got supplies in their garage. They've got a vehicle. They've got a power washer. They've got a toolkit. They're pulling a trailer. I love those guys. I think those are the backbone. You're at a different level. Right. I mean, you're at a very different level than they are because you took the steps to be at a different level. Yeah. It wasn't luck. You didn't buy a lottery ticket. So how do you differentiate in a market like this, especially when times are a little bit more challenging? Yeah. You know, I, I bet a lot of your clients actually have money. Yeah, on some level, sure. Um, but so, how do you differentiate yourself? I mean, why? Why does? And I'm not going to use the picket joke again. So you, you can you can save your button over <laughs> okay, there. Okay, thank you. But how do people choose you over the multitudes that are also out there in in your industry?
2: Well, the the big thing is often because of our customer experience and and that we talk about that online. So we line that up very clearly. So they have an expectation of how we'll treat them, the information they give. Our our team is. More qualified than anyone else, you know we have more uh certifications and accreditations than anyone else in the state oh, um, oh, okay. yes, yeah, especially in our industry, and why that matters is because i've personally taken the time, although I didn't like college, you know it doesn't mean I don't love to learn right, right. you sure. know so like th- don't get fooled by that, but I've spent a lot of time traveling all over the country investing in myself, um, and investing in my team sure. to get the information, to understand like what are safety standards that most of a Chuck in the truck may not know Right? how, what, what innovations are, are there, especially in a commoditized market where you're like, you know, right. it's very simple. You know, you could go to Lowe's. you don't, don't get me wrong. You could go to Lowe's and get most, any type of fence project you want to do. You could probably go to a box store yeah. and buy that stuff. But, but why do you call us? It's because we provide all the things that we provide. We provide the warranties and all that stuff. It's just a professional experience. My big thing is the branding, right? Like just being able to, you know, I've got a hat that has my logo, a shirt that has a logo, you know, and then you look at our website and you start diving into who we are. The podcast actually has helped, believe it or not. I'm shocked, uh, you know, that I've actually had clients now that have said, hey, I saw on your podcast. I'm going, Oh no, this is not for clients. What are you doing on there? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, but <laughs> the first thought I had, I was like, oh, uh, you're on the podcast. Like, I hope I wasn't talking about one of your friends or something, but you know. Well, it establishes
1: <laughs> you as an industry expert. Absolutely. And yep. people want to know they're dealing with somebody. And I liked your comment that you like getting educated. Mm. You just didn't like college. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, college is tough. Freshman year for, of college for me was the three, oh. three toughest years of my life. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I, I struggled with it, but. You know, but you've gone out and done it. Tell me real quick about the certifications because I did not realize that there are certifications you can get in your industry. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So I, I think that really separates you.
2: Sure. So the American Fence Association is the largest association that we have, and they have a handful of certifications for, um, like a certified fence contractor, which is kind of like the the overall one. There was a handful of them. I was actually the sixth person in the United States to get that certification. My goodness. There I think there's maybe only 50 of us right now. Wow. Yeah. And, and you're the only
1: one in Oklahoma with it?
2: Um, I think there may be one or two more now. Okay. Um, but for years, for the last several years. Well, wow, what an advantage! So, yeah. And then um we've got certification courses and classes for our uh automation technicians so for the gate operators we were talking about that right the techs that do it designing that like the sales and design side there's a certification for that um just being a certified fence professional there's a certification for that just wow. saying that you understand and that one goes more technical for like astm standards and like UL compliance and some different things real high level technical stuff but why that matters is because most people Often you're talking to people that wouldn't even know what that is. You know, they're like, well, well, I don't even know. I learned about it at now o'clock. How about (laughs) you? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's correct. But I'm saying even within an industry professional, right? Like they don't even know that there's a building standard. Right. Like there is. Well, I didn't even know that existed. I'm like, well, that kind of kind of already tells you just by knowing that, you know, to your clients, if you can find things, it's like Chris Voss says in his book, never split the difference, right? Right. He talks immediately about if you can find things that automatically differentiate yourself or immediately create yourself as an, as an expert by even one verbiage. So if it's a certification, if I say that and that impresses you enough, you won't forget that fact. It right. doesn't matter what the certification was, Right. but I know what the certification is. And I go, dude, it was freaking hard like i had yeah. to read a book that big you know and learn literally and learn, learn it. it not just learn read it but it. learn yeah. it yeah and be able to regurgitate it big difference enough yeah, yeah and and explain it and do it on our podcast and all those different things so i think that's one that's probably the biggest thing is and the certifications are really cool because it's something that as an industry we've recognized that you have other trades that are Licensed, right. Right. Like a plumber and electrician and stuff. So how do we get our industry respected? Because what a lot of people don't know about fencing and gates especially is we actually have to do all the trades. If you start getting into it, right. like you think about it, you know, what does he mean to do all the trades? I mean, we don't just dig holes. Right. You have to read a tape measure. You have to read... I mean, you have every tool you can imagine. We're welding. We're doing all sorts of well, things. you're running things electric so. from the gate yeah, to the, sure. to the home, all, home unit, all of that, yeah. all different things that are going on there that uh, we hit irrigation systems all the time because your irrigation guy put it right where they want the fence to go, you know, so we're, we're out there being plumbers, you know, on the, so you start I'll, thinking, I'll remember oh, okay. to do that when we start to <laughs> dig. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> okay. So I need to
1: be encouraging for a minute because I said something that sounded negative about chucking a truck sure. and, I, and I know that you respect all entrepreneurs. Yep. So let's, let's talk to those guys for a minute. How can we encourage those guys to get a little bit better? I mean, I think starting yeah. with your podcast. Sure. Is great for everybody. Yeah it is i mean
2: how how do how do we help the small guy just getting started get a leg up i cash that's a great question i think you have to begin with the end in mind i mean we've probably all heard that saying before but especially in contracting you need to treat your business like a business. Don't treat it like 18 year old Nathan did with the car business. Right. right. I never treated it like a business. I gave every friend a deal. Right. Like, and, and then everyone became my friend. Well, the problem with everyone becoming my friend was that no one ever paid me money to make money. Right. So I never knew I needed to make a profit until I didn't have a business. Right. Very often a Chuck in the truck is a great example You have a few resources. You have a truck, a trailer, you can go to a box store, you can buy this material, you can go out and build something. You have that wherewithal to do that, but you don't treat it like a business. You don't think it's a business. Right. So you don't sell it or, or prepare things like it's a business. Right. And that's the one thing that I did immediately. Like I knew I wasn't. So when I started full-time March of 2021, um, 2022, I'm sorry. I knew immediately that I didn't want to be the guy building the fence. Now, could I build a fence? Of course I could build the fence, but that's not what my strength is. Right. And that wouldn't get me to, because I had, I knew where the end was. That wasn't going to be the end is me out there in the field building. Right. Right. And my guys knew that too. So I think that's the biggest challenge is getting things set up to where do you, are you just doing it as a part-time gig? Do you want it to be a business or, or do you want it to be do you want to own your job or do you actually want to build a business? Right. And then start building towards that. Okay.
1: Well, so this worked for you though. So we yeah. we've talked a little bit about your numbers. Yeah. And I, and I wanted I wanted to kind of put this in the middle of our day today. In about a six month period, you guys went to seven figures. Is that accurate? Yes. Am, correct. I, am I saying yep. that the right yep. way? Yep. Um okay. So just <laughs> just talk for a little bit because I'm I'm kind of raising my eyebrows going, man, how do how do you yeah. go from zero to hero? Right. Like just getting started and in a post-COVID economy, like how did you do that?
2: Yeah, so it was still the end of the COVID blitz as we call it now. We're finally in construction. The the middle part of 2023 here is when we really saw the nose dive start right. to occur, right? right? So the last six months have been brutal on that end because we're seeing the The backlash of everyone wanting to do construction projects for three years. And now they're like, ah, I'm not spending another dime. Yeah, we're holding Inflation. Up. Oh, you know. Yeah. The, the, the elections. Okay, we get it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Do you still need a fence? You know, so right. that, fortunately, we are in a business where, you know, y'all are still getting dogs and have kids and right. have needs, right? Right. And so, but um, how we got there so quickly was, uh, again, I had things set up. I knew – if I stayed out of the field and didn't do all the work myself, I could have my crews do the actual legwork, the the grunt work, so right. to speak, right? So then I worked on uh, relationships that I already built it, within the industry. Um, a lot of things were just referral basis. I took all the referrals that I was using at my old job. Like, you know, I would get referrals and i You know, at at your job, you're sitting there giving the job all the referrals. Well, now I immediately were like, well, now if they call my cell phone, I'm going to go ahead and do that job.
1: Right? You developed the client. Right, right.
2: But what was amazing was even in those numbers cash, we had literally no crossover of clients that I took a client from my old employer. Does does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So it was all fresh. It was all just aggregated from nothing. And the big key that I had worked on first was getting the website up and making the website look like I wasn't just starting out. Right. Because I'm not just starting out, right? You know, but I had my own, I don't know, I had my own interpretation of how could I present myself in a way. And so, because no one knew who we were. A lot of people would call and say, so are, are you guys – do you guys have like a local office or something? I go, why, you, why are you asking that? And they're like, oh, we, we know you're some big national chain. And I'm like, no, I, I just started. I don't know. And they're oh, saying, wow. Yeah. So, they, so, so I did – done such a good job in branding. I actually went the other way where people thought that we were a national chain coming into town. And I'm like, no, we just started this thing like 10 minutes ago.
1: Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Well, so six months, zero to a million. Yep. Yep. And it's, I mean, it's what a crazy. great, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's yeah. I think that money sound is, yeah. is pretty appropriate. Um, and I guess you've just continued from there. You've continued yeah. to have the right kind of success yeah. in our market. And yeah. We've I mean, done,
2: yeah, because the numbers, you know, I I talk to people about this all the time. You know, the numbers matter because it, it tells the story of are you doing the right things in the marketplace and is the market right. reacting to what you're doing? Right. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially for younger people like in the bong that don't know, there's – if. If you don't know that it's hard or you don't know that you're supposed to make money, like I think of myself as young, then you may get to the point where you work for a year or two and go, I didn't make any money. This is not very much fun, right? Right. But we've, in revenue-wise, since in 21 months, we've done right under $4 million. So why that matters is because, again, we've developed systems and processes So there's a lot of things we could unpack with that, Cash, but we've done all these things in preparation of being where we're at today and in preparation of where we're going because we know what we want to do. Again, we began with the end in mind.
1: Very cool. Well, we are talking today to Nathan Downs. Nathan is the owner of Radius Fence, Radius Gate and Fence rather, and RadiusFence.com if you want to look them up on the uh, World Wide Web. We're going to take just a moment, take a brief commercial break. Mr. Kenneth. (laughs) Would you like to take us there?
0: Well, sure. So today, let's embark on a journey into the realm of affordable custom gifting and branded excellence with CM Customs. From custom trophies to personalized closing gifts, lake maps, drinkware, and professional branding items, we are your go-to for unmatched customizations, making you the hero of every occasion. Learn more at shopcmcustoms.com.
1: Yeah, we really love that dude Clarence Shaw at CM Customs been a big supporter of the cash flow show and of oh, the yeah. business owners networking group and uh, you know what's neat about business is just making friends with people yeah absolutely my, my wife and i've been here 3 years and Clarence Shaw was one of the first people we just i'm, I'm sure we had a lot of business stuff to talk about we haven't talked about it yet um, hmm. but uh, you know we just became friends and travel together and hang out together so that uh, i love that part of business as much as anything else Um, We are here today with Nathan Downs, Radius Gate and Fence, RadiusFence.com, if you want to find him on the old World Wide Web or the internets, as we call them. And uh, so Nathan has a great story today that we're hearing about how he took his company from zero to hero, zero to six months, over a million dollars of revenue, 21 months, four million dollars of revenue. And so, you know, one of our questions that I asked... uh, and. And maybe unfortunately, cause I called somebody Chuck in a truck, but I, you know, I want to be encouraging to everybody because it doesn't matter where you start. It matters the direction you're headed. Yes. And, uh, and you have a thing to actually promote and encourage other entrepreneurs, whether they're your competition or not. I think there's enough to go around, Yeah, um, but protecting your radius is your podcast. Yes. That yes, you sir. that you talk to the trades. Yep. I mean what that's uh you know that act of giving, Kenneth, I think is fantastic. It tells yes. tells a little bit about Nathan's heart and uh yeah. so thank you for doing all that. Well let's let's carry on and, and talk about a little bit more about your plans and growth and business. And I want to hear about some trouble. Like I mean there has to have been a speed oh. bump or two along the way. <laughs> but so let's let's talk about you know, from the time you started till now, I know you had to make some adjustments. Yes. You know, so we call that in our world, plan, do, review, do the plan, work the plan, review the plan, then make the changes. Mm-hmm. What kind of changes and adjustments have you had to make to go from zero now to 4 million in 21 yeah. months? No, that's a great question, Cash.
2: Um, I think the biggest thing was, the biggest adjustments we've had to make were in areas of, I've al- always gone back to. How you do anything is how you do everything. Amen. Brother. Right. So, my integrity in the business is probably the most important thing to me. So, I want to make sure that people knew that if we said we were going to do something, we would do it. Right. Right. Now, in construction, that often is a very tall task to yeah. you keep track of that when we've got so many different moving parts. I mean, you know, and then, and we try to coach people up. From the front end and be like, listen, like, it seems easy until you're the one in my shoes going, I got to get the materials. I got to find them. I got to get them. I got to get them here. Then I got to get someone here to get them in. Then I got to make sure they're actually putting them in. Then I got to make sure we're done. Then I got to make sure it's right. Then I got to make sure you pay your bill. Then I got to make sure. Right. So you have all these steps. So. The first thing that I did, um, I didn't have it at first, but immediately, as soon as I hired someone in my office, um, we got a CRM, which is a customer, uh, cu- customer relationship management tool. Right. right. Sure. And that was a huge game changer. Cause we went from doing notes on our iPads and just taking calls and not having the, and, and I immediately knew quickly, I mean, this was in two months. I was like, this isn't going to work. I need to have, yeah. you know, I actually need to organize this stuff. And then, um, that was, that was a big change. And then i often, a lot of people ask, especially for growing a business in the trades, you know, do you get the, how do you, how do you look at growth? Like, what are the main things that you're trying to find to make growth happen? Mm-hmm. And I think, um, a lot of guys will invest in equipment, yeah. in machinery. It's, it's all great. But my immediate thing was if I buy another machine That is going to keep me wanting to be on that machine myself, right? Right, And wanting that machine to make sure it's making money. As opposed, I looked at it and said, what if I could find people? Like, what if my investment instead of equipment and stuff was in people? But I go out and I talk to my competition. I talk to these guys and I find someone that wants to do something different that sees my vision on the wall. And is like, okay, I like where this guy's going. I can see what's coming down the road. So our recruitment process, and we didn't even, I didn't even go out and ask, like just people knew what, what we were doing and how we were doing it. I've picked up a lot of team members over the first two years that are game changers. Wow. That we couldn't afford, didn't have the money, but the way, uh, and I've talked to Kyle about this. I said, this is what you should tell everyone. So everyone in uh, watching this or listening should know. I never looked at him as it's going to cost me $80,000 a year to hire this person. I looked at it from the perspective, because I pay out weekly. I was like, how much does it cost me each week? Well, then how much do I need to sell to cover that person? Even if I just did it myself. So then now I'm just going to do that. And that's how I grew our team is literally, I look at it like the, you know, you don't eat an elephant, you know, you don't even an elephant one sitting, you eat it one bite at a one time. One bite and at a time. That, man, right. Yeah. So. I was like, how can I think about that with the proponent of people? Like, how could I take the people aspect of business and do it the same way? So I looked at it as from, well, the hardest thing to quantify is pay. Right. But then if I look at it from the perspective of the one bite at a time, if I look at it on a weekly nut, so to speak, then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I can, I can figure this out. Right. And then we did. And that's how exponential growth happens so fast because we went from zero to a hundred to 300,000 to the... You know, and you start seeing that compound, but it's because of the people. You know, I think people will take
1: you and that. What a great place to invest money. And then that also creates loyalty. Absolutely. And then continuity and your clients see continuity. And man, they love seeing that, you know, you've done one thing for a while with the same people. Right, yeah, right. They come back every week and you've got a new guy. Running the deal. Right. That, that's a challenge. Right. I, I think for most people. Well, very cool. Well, so tell us about this method that you've employed called the star method. Yeah. I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. I love your comments on investing in people rather than machinery. Um, and, and I loved your comment Tell you, hey, if they make an 80,000, let's break it down to weekly. That's whatever that is, uh, 1,580 yeah. bucks a week. And right. I get, so I got to sell three grand a week to afford this yep. person. And I'll just make, I'll guarantee that. My, I mean, that is, that's bold.
2: Yeah. I mean that's that,
1: that's uh you know I, <laughs> like, and I think there's a lesson in there as well about hey sometimes you just have to be bold and resolute that I'm just gonna make this work. Right. And I'm good enough at the sales portion to bring this person in and then eventually that person's selling the three thousand a week. Exactly. And then it's they're paying for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gravy.
2: That's right. Thank you, Kenneth. Do we have a yeah. do we have a noise for gravy?
0: Um no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, we now have a noise for gravy. <laughs> I have to you get that loaded in the system that. for next time. All
1: yeah, right. Well, the- so
2: tell us about the STAR system The yeah. STAR method. Yeah, STAR method. So this is something, when I st- first started learning sales, my original mentor um, taught me this, and it was really something that allowed me to, from a sales perspective, allowed me to see people in a different light. So what STAR is, it's an acronym, and, it, and the four components of STAR are, it's breaking down your personality type. But how we look at it is how we communicate with you, right? Right. So you've seen all the Enneagrams and stuff like that. But STAR from sales is really simple. It stands for structured, technical, action, and relational. And those four components, I can speak to you as a salesperson. Like I know you're, you're an AR or you might be an RA just by going in your office, right? So what that means is like, A a structured person needs everything very, you know, absolute, like things are what they are. It's black and white. They have everything, like there's no clutter. There's no, you walk into that person's home and they've got all the picture frames are lined up perfectly and stuff. You're like, this is a structured person. The shoes, if there's shoes out there, they're in their cubbies. They're all, you know, their mudroom is not my mudroom. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, so that's a structured person, a technical person. You can tell a technical person from a mile away, especially when you're in their office or home, because they're going to have like you go into my house. You got a 75 inch TV over here. You got all these gadgets and weird things. You know, you walk into my office and you see 97 computers, and you're like, "Is this guy a day trader or something?" Now he's a fence mm. guy. What does he need all this like electronics for? You know but like that's a technical person they're very interested in how things work in the technology side in in the in they're very theory based like it has to be you know i have to understand this before i can make a move on it like so for like your investment clients like no i need to understand this investment vehicle before i can move my money into it like that's a technical person right um, action is, is where I go first. So I'm an action technical person. I am pretty technical, but the action side's first. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm the ready fire, 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 fire. We should have aimed. What are we doing? You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, so you're going to find people that are, um, like ex-athletes are, are usually going to be action type people, um, people with sports cars. That's an easy way to spot. If you have a sports car, You're listening to this. You're you're an action person. Probably pretty fair to say. Okay. Um. They they want things. They're they're about getting things done. They entrepreneurs very often can be. Doesn't mean you have to be this, but but it's that personality where you're like, I'm just going to get everything done I possibly can to make it happen. Right. And then the relational. that's why I said, I was looking at like your, what you have on your walls and your core values. And, you know, if you're God first, family, second, business, third type deal, if you really care and want to invest in other people, if you love other people, that's that relational person, the person. So of, of the star for me, the R is like really, really small. Doesn't mean I don't like people, but like in the grand scheme of things, that's my minimal. Like, I'm not worried about how it makes you feel. Right. Right. Like, but so. Why I had to learn this is because, just like in that example, I have very little R to me on the sales side. Mm. So I don't care how it makes you feel. I care about, like, I'm looking at it from, we need to get this deal done because you need to take care of ABC, whatever, right. whatever. Because right. you already told me, Cash, that you want to do ABC, so you're going to do ABC. And I'm like, right. oh. But that's how I learned how to sell when I was 20. And it didn't work. You know, right. I, And, and I, I was so action-oriented that I was like – outselling, like I was the guy throwing the spaghetti against the wall. And I'm like, if half that sticks, I'm going to make some money. And I made some money, but it didn't really, it wasn't fulfilling. And that's where my mentor came in and said, you know, you need to really learn this and hone this in and understand that there's these personality types. And then how do we talk to them to communicate better on the level of, especially if I'm doing like we do now, the consultative selling, marrying this with that, where we can explain I need to understand your problems, Cash, but then I need to be professional enough to take this STAR method and give you the answers back in the way that you're going to hear, not the way that I want you to you hear. You want to give me the answers in my language? Exactly. Now, do
1: you talk about the STAR program on your podcast? Can we find more information on your podcast? I do,
2: yeah. There's a couple. Yeah, if you look at the podcast and look up STAR, there's several episodes that we've done. For
1: those it. that want to look that up, and that is great training right there, and if you haven't done some kind of training like that, uh, go find the podcast, Protecting Your Radius, and learn a little bit about this system of identifying the different personality tra- yep. personality types. Uh, I-, I think that is great information. Well, tell us, what is next for Radius? What's 2024 going to bring oh. to you?
2: Man, we're excited. I mean, we just brought on another Person, uh, Randy Ward. He was actually one of my mentors in the gate side of the business. Um, I've been working on him, talking to him about doing something with me for four or five years now. And he came about a month ago. Wow. Okay. So So you're big time.
1: You are actually, you know, a lot of people make things for the 2024 is my year, bro. Yeah. And it ain't.
2: Oh, man. And, uh, but, well,
1: But it sounds like you're taking action to really yeah. get developed for 24. That's there, giant.
2: There's that action side of me. Yeah. But my, my thing is, I know, again, I mentioned this before, and, and anybody in the trades is going to feel this right now. It's changed. Like, right. we're going back. It, it's just a fact. Um, You know, we've all, we're all seeing what the economy has done we've heard it talked about enough, regardless of how you feel about it uh, that you know the economy's in a slowdown well, now everyone's money on your projects that we were just spending it nonstop over the last couple of years is like we're not doing that like we're holding on to that right, cash yeah. and so I understand that it's going to be a challenging year in the trades in twenty twenty four um it's It's just going to be. The commercial side of the business is ramping up. Um, it's going to be a great year for commercial residential. Is probably going to continue to see a slowdown, or at least it's going to go back to pre-COVID levels. Right. Which, un- unfortunately, for a lot of new entrepreneurs, they're not going to know what that was like, yeah. or they're not going to know how to react. So that that's that's a challenge in and of itself. We call them COVID babies sometimes on my my show. You the know, COVID a, baby show. the COVID like babies, that. like it's, they're all baby businesses, but they're all like COVID started. And that doesn't mean that they they need to change what they're doing, but they probably they need to be aware of where we're at today and where we're coming into tomorrow. And that if you weren't investing in yourselves or getting better or right. whatever, it's gonna to be tough. Yeah, you, like yeah. you gotta you gotta be listening to stuff like the cash flows podcast. You gotta be, you know, investing in yourself. You gotta be learning, you gotta be growing yeah. and all that. And so I, I think that's the best investment
1: you can make is just in yourself. Absolutely. And then people. So we are here today with Nathan Downs. And uh, Nathan is radius gate and fence radiusfence.com, and a very successful business. What a great show we 've had today nathan give us uh give our listeners all three of them. Um, <laughs> we would love to have a nugget from you about business and uh, i I know you 're an action oriented guy let 's hear your
2: nugget to share with our friends yeah i think um, I think today the most important thing cash to me is that people just get off the sidelines i mean if you 're going to say Like you, like we're talking to entrepreneurs. If you want to be an entrepreneur, like, like do that, like actually do things to make it happen. Let's stop talking about it. Let's like, let's stop making it a dream and put our dreams into reality. You know, um, I've worked at places where we didn't have a vision and there's a book that I've read many times and it says without a vision, the people perish. Yeah. So why, like, like that's a fundamental truth of the world. Right. Like that's a guarantee. If you don't have a vision, if you don't have a plan, you're not going to go where you want to go. So take what you know needs to happen. Get get around better people than you is yeah. another thing, right? right? You know, the old Jim Rohn thing talking Absolutely. about, you know, the yeah. five people around you, you're going to see who you're going to turn out to. Yeah, So get around people. Use organizations like Bong and, and yourself and,
1: Thank you. you know, yep.
2: and get around people that are going to be better yeah. than you that can edify you and lift you up. But then do the work because so many people today, I, I have talked to Kyle Sullivan about this many times. I feel so many people are out there and they want to be an entrepreneur because it's the cool thing to do now. Sure, But like, like I said, 20 years ago, I wanted to be an entrepreneur too when it wasn't cool right? and I failed miserably. And I'm like, so I see a lot of people wanting to do things and then they're failing or they're like, oh, it just didn't work out. But, but is that true? Like we really need to evaluate that in our hearts. Like, did we really put out the work? Did we really do the things that needed to be done to make these happen? I often find that if you're not growing yourself enough, you can easily tell yourself, man, I did everything I could. I would, uh, I just hate when I hear people say that and I'm looking at them from the outside looking in going, no, no, trust me. I've I've always
1: thought that entrepreneurship was really first a self-development program Mm. with a great compensation package attached to the back end. But what I found in my world was like, you you know, like I had three phases and phase one was starvation, like barely paying the bills, barely making it happen. And then, then all of a sudden you find yourself and it may take a year or five years. You don't know, but it's about paying the price. And then phase two for me was getting by. And and man, I was so excited that I was getting by. And then the final phase was overpaid. Yeah. Like, where you're like, hey, wait, wait a minute. And it's sort of, my, one of my favorite movies is The Matrix. And at the end, he's just fighting off the bullets effortlessly. And there's a period where you go to conscious competence. Yep. And your business and your life and things are much easier. Yep. Well, I appreciate that uh, tip. Nathan, thank you for being here today on Cash Flows. Thank you for having me. Uh, Find Nathan on RadiusFence.com on Facebook. You can find him at Radius Perimeter Security, and he has a wonderful podcast, Protecting Your Radius. Thank you guys for being here today on Cash Flows. I want to say thank you again to our sponsors. Thank you for believing in us. For those of you who share our podcast and listen to it and download it, we want to say thank you. And on behalf of the three people over in Shawnee, Oklahoma, who we know are listening today and to the one person still out on MySpace checking in, thank you for that. And, uh, and also for the three people that continue to like our posts and comment on our posts, we want to say thank you. And, and by the way, uh, Kenneth and I are going to run over to Quick Trip if y'all need anything. Y'all have a good day.
0: That's our show for today. Stay tuned for another riveting edition of Cash Flows.